Guys, welcome to The Catch-Up, the food podcast brought to you exclusively by Pornhub's new vegan variety section. Carrots on carrots, ginger on ginger. For those of you guys who don't use Pornhub on the regular, uh, their vegan section is something to be seen. This just got super awkward. The way that this whole thing just, started. Just run the music, Bray. <laughs> oh, roll the intro music, Bray. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, welcome to a brand new year of the catch up. Welcome. That was okay. So last year, for those of you guys who aren't familiar, last year's trial run of the catch up was a passion project because I, I personally uh, wanted to workshop some of the content ideas our team was working on. So the best way to do it was to kind of talk about it for hours on end at length and find out what parts made the most sense. Sometimes we said some wild shit just to figure out if it made sense. Um, and I know Jeff, you know, ha- has a passion and he actually has more editorial background than I do. Well, I you think know? it was just something, right, where so many of viewers and readers of Food Beast are interacting with bite-sized content because mm-hmm. that's just something we do really well. But that didn't really allow us to have elaborate and deeper conversations about so many issues within food, beverage, and travel through the lens of food that we really couldn't have, but now could have um, with the podcast. And on top of that, finding ways to bring in amazing new perspectives and people that weren't just, you know, giving us a quote for a story, but they were able to give us diatribes if they wanted to about their perspective. So, Because everyone could talk about food. You don't have to be a restaurateur, a chef, or whatever. So to start the year off right, uh, I brought my boy in, Denim Richards. What's up? What's good, dude? What's up? Actor, TV personality. He's going to be in the new show, Yellowstone. Yep. Beside Kevin Costner. That comes out, what, sometime in June? June 20th. Yeah, I heard they did a panel without you this past week, dog. <coughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the case? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't really confirm or deny any of uh, I think I probably was feeling well or something like that, and I just didn't want to bother me and make me feel like I needed to be a part of it. Allergies. Like that. Yeah. Allergies. You know, it's, like, it's weird. Like, the sun comes out and stuff, and it's like skin reacts differently. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. So, uh, Richard Loop is 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 uh, how I know Richard. We've, we've known each other since probably like fifth, fifth or sixth grade, and we play basketball together. And the reason why I brought Richard on today um, – is he actually went vegan uh, for a couple? How long were you vegan for a while? Four months. Four months. And part of the workshop is I actually lost a bet in the office. It doesn't matter why I lost a bet. I just lost a stupid prop bet because I'm a degenerate gambler. And my uh, punishment was to go vegan for the entire month of December. What a bad month. It was. So that's. Can see, we talk about how bad of a month that you ended up? having to you know it, it was bad okay so on paper it's bad and that's why izzy who i lost the bet to one of our writers at food beast picked december as the month to do it ah so it was part of the punishment it was part of the punishment it's like because i lost the bet a couple months prior and it was kind of waiting to find the right month there is no right month on paper to go vegan you said we're going to be raw on the podcast can we talk about how the the bet that you lost was actually two years ago <laughs> 
Okay, look, I, I, I was trying to make the story. I, I know, clean, I know, we're gonna like, be wrong. I know, we're I know, it. I know like that you've been framing it. Okay. You've okay. been framing it like you lost this bet recently. You lost this bet before Braden worked for us. Okay, touche, okay. touche. We're gonna keep. This is how real we're keeping on the pot. Everything's gonna be super honest, super raw this year. So whatever. I lost the bet a long time ago, and I started feeling really bad that I hadn't. Just followed through. I don't want um, our staff here to just think that I'm a liar. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick what everyone is going to believe is the hardest month of the year to go vegan. And to know, I'm not a saint. So going vegan is, you know, it, it was challenging, but everyone goes vegan for a different reason. Mm. I went vegan because I lost a bet. I wasn't trying to be more healthy. Uh, I don't care about the animals any more than I mean I care about animals, but I don't like have pets. I'm not Pet out pedaling. I'm I'm honest, bro. I'm not out like rubbing oil off of ducks. I'm just not <laughs> doing it. So is that a thing? Yeah, you know those commercials like the Dove oh, and Palm oh, Leaf commercials where they're sorry, I was thinking I wasn't thinking gas oil. I was just thinking, thinking like, like olive they oil. They rub their natural oils <laughs> off the <laughs> ducks. Is that an environmental thing? But obviously, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. I was like, screw it, man. There's a good, there's good content here. I'm, I'm a co-founder of foobies.com. For nine years, there's this stigma when you eat out with me, when I meet with the client, I'm the food beast. Everyone in the office, when they go out and eat, you're the food beast. You can't go out and have a salad, right? right? You're having steaks. You're eating two of things, three of things. So I knew it was going to be challenging. And the month of December is challenging for everyone as a whole, whether you work at Food Beast or not. Mm. You have great family parties, your holiday parties. Um, it, you know, it's, it's not an easy month to go vegan. Um, so I was like, screw it. Let's take this challenge. I'm going to learn and I'm going to document everything during the month. Uh, and that turned out to be really helpful because I wanted to learn. And so the first thing I learned is everyone goes vegan for a completely different reason. Mm -hmm. So I'm, Jenna, why did you go vegan? Uh, I just wanted to try something. I was super bored. Like, I get bored with food. Like, food bores me. I'm like a dog. I just want to eat the same thing all the time. Like, I envy my dog. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, like, there's no thinking involved. Like, that stresses me out. Like, mm. eating food is stressful to me. So, it's like, I would rather, instead of like, what do I eat today? Do I want Kung Pao chicken or an enchilada? I don't have time in my head to think that much. So, I was like... I just need to try something completely different because maybe I'm just bored of the same things that I've been eating pretty much my entire life. And I remember in 2007, I was dating a girl that was going to UC Irvine, or no, UC Davis, and um, she was vegan. And that was like a huge thing, like a requirement that if I date her, I have to be vegan. And I was like, well, first of all, I think I was like, well, how it was, I was like 19 or 20. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, are you kidding this is my me? my peak meat like, years. Bro. Like, this, yeah, like, I'm great. And she was like, well, then I guess we're just not going to, you know. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. So I was like, oh, for sure, I'm vegan now. So I remember going vegan for, like, a week. And I remember I, like, was going to relapse. So we had gone into, like, a subway in Irvine. And I used to get this ridiculous sandwich at or, um, in Subway. It would be tuna, a tuna spread with bacon and avocado and ham and turkey, right? And she's in the line behind, or she's right behind me. And she starts crying, right? And she goes to her car and just drives off. Oh. And I was like, 
This is your girlfriend. Were you yeah, living with it. her at the time? No, we weren't living together okay. at the time. She was gone. Wait, this was like, after one week, right? Yeah, this one is, week. Yeah, this is, this Where is did before. you get the girlfriend? So, Are you living together? Because well, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out: is this the girlfriend that you were living? No, with? No, 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 no. This is yeah. This is this is years ago. Okay. So this is like what started the vegan quest. Okay. And so she leaves, and she doesn't talk to me for like two days, and then she calls me. And she's like, I just can't believe that you would do something like that, knowing how passionate I am about animals. And I was like, I'm passionate about animals too. That's why I'm eating them. <laughs> But she didn't like that, so then she hung up again, and then, uh, but it got bad. Like my testosterone levels were like going down or whatever. Like I was super moody, and apparently, I, like I just did everything wrong. So I said, "Screw it, we can't be together." And then we broke up like six months later. But that's another story. <laughs> was um, so this a couple years ago, two years ago, I was like, again, I was like, I I really just want to do it because I want to try it. Like I'm I'm not a really I don't eat meat that much anyway. So I went vegan. Um, I was like, I'm going to just do it for 30 days. I just joined the basketball league. And I was like, I just kind of want to see if, because so many athletes, like Tony Gonzalez, who's a tight end in the NFL, like he was like a big vegan um, person or whatever. And that was like a big thing, especially in the NFL. Like, wait, a football player that's vegan? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But he was able to play to like 36, 37 as a tight end at a high level. And so I was like, I just joined this basketball league. And I was like, I kind of want to see like maybe I'll – feel a little bit differently so in la when i was living in north hollywood it was super easy because there's so many vegan spots and i just kind of adapted to it and you know like with the tempeh and i, I don't do any tofu or whatever because i don't do soy or whatever and that was like the whole thing about like being vegan why i didn't want to do it before it's like i just don't want soy because like, i don't want boobs well no and i did what? and i did get them i got, got them boobs. when i had when i did it the years like the couple years before and i was trying and i stopped um doing like i wasn't even drinking milk but i would do like silk milk or whatever like mm. the silk chocolate milk and I literally did it for like four or five months where I was like, I actually liked the silk chocolate. So even when I wasn't vegan, I did the silk milk. And I got into out of the shower one day and I grabbed a cup full, like a handful of my breasts. And then I kind of got turned on, but it was weird. It was like all kind of just like a full thing. And I was like, this is like their boot, like they're sagging. Not oh, like wow. it's like muscle or whatever. That's like, you know, you could tell there's pecs there, but like real like breast tissue um yeah so i was like oh, i'm not geez. doing soy at like ever again it's just not gonna happen was well, because you weren't the first time you went vegan you you were you weren't educated about no it, i just went in, so i went like, into it for the wrong reasons i yeah. did it because i was like i was trying to get something yeah you and know? so I, I can relate to that because i either purposefully or because of lack of prep i went vegan cold turkey it's dangerous. Day one, I was not ready. I woke up. I was still learning what vegan is. And right. that's a big thing. I didn't realize how many people that I'm surrounded by no idea. have no idea yeah. the nuances of being vegan. Yeah. They don't know what the diet means. They, right. Like, let's just purely, this is purely diet. Right. Right. Purely diet. A lot of people still don't understand what it is, what constitutes vegan. So like the, just the base idea is that if it comes from an animal or is an animal, you can't eat it on yeah. the vegan diet. Yeah, exactly. Right. Milk, cheese, uh, all that stuff. You can't you yeah. can't have it. Um, and so day one, I open my fridge. I don't cook a lot to begin with. So the 11 months of this year of 2017, I didn't cook much. I maybe cooked six times tops in my kitchen. More than I, op I open up the fridge. Nothing's in there, man. Whatever is in there is like there's four racks of eggs because I live with my brother and he eats eggs every day. 
that's all I had. And all the stuff in my cupboard, all the bars that I had, the protein bars, all had whey in them. Yeah. I couldn't eat anything. So my first meal of going vegan was Taco Bell. <laughs> I hit the drive-thru. I look at my phone to find – I do a quick Google search. Did, did you know that you could potentially get something before or were you like rolling the dice when you were in the drive-thru? So I had heard that uh, some of the vegan friends that I did have or do have – told me that Taco Bell is a hidden gem when you're vegan. Okay. Um, it, they have a lot of vegan options on the menu. They don't. There's not a vegan section of the menu, but there's a lot of vegan safe stuff on there. Yeah. So uh, my saving grace this whole month was PETA's website. I normally have a really piss poor relationship with PETA. And not just you, Food Beast in general. Right. I mean, they've protested our events. Yeah. When we did a foie gras eating competition, yeah. uh, our writer Izzy receives letters from PETA to this day about articles <laughs> that he's written. And every, it's like one of those things where it's a fun day in the office because it's like, Izzy got a letter from PETA today. <laughs> like, we have a whole wall of framed PETA this letters makes, here. This makes Tuesday more interesting. <laughs> but like, so I would say the Food Beast relationship with PETA, like we're definitely on if they have a hit list and i wouldn't be surprised if the upper echelons of PETA like had a legitimate hit list food beast as an organization is definitely on it do i think they actually know who eli aruth and jeff cutnick are no not at all thank god they're scary <laughs> but but food beast is definitely we're on the hit list so PETA has this website called PETA 2 which is a content hub and i found out a while I was in the drive-thru at Taco Bell, like, what is vegan at Taco Bell? That was my Google search. And the first thing that pops up is a PETA directory. Hmm. Uh, and it sh basically shows you how to eat vegan unpretentiously at all the spots that we're familiar with. So Del Taco, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. It just shows you how to eat around there. And they don't try to hammer you over the head with, like, don't support Pizza Hut because they also have pepperoni. They're just yeah. telling you, we understand you're in a drive-thru right now. Yeah. And here's how to not eat more meat. So it was really helpful. So the first meal I had was a uh, seasoned potato taco at, at Taco Bell. It was really, really good. It, it felt kind of sad because I was in my car by myself, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that's, that's fast food meals in general. As much as like I'm really happy to be eating it, right when you're done and you look at the cheese on your lap and like you have to brush it off and then you start your car, you're like, so I just ate in a fast food parking lot. By myself. Like you feel like you're just like you were like married with a kid at home and you just like slept with a prostitute. That's like, how it feels. Yeah. Like, it's just it's dirty. Like, that's how eating by like, yourself like, what's, feels. What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with me? Let me get this stench off of me. It's just like the leave the worst is like when you're cleaning your car and there's like a lingering wrapper and you just kinda like It's like the straight on it's like this never went away. That like this stain on your pants, it just never it just doesn't like oh you eat food in your car by yourself that's lonely but yeah i digress i think just. that's the single reason del taco has turkey tacos because it it gives you this fake feeling that you just ordered something that is like slightly better than even if it's not better at all yeah it gives you, you the illusion when you have that guilt yeah right you're just like you never want to do it again. i ordered turkey <laughs> it was turkey i'm good yeah i'm clean yeah <laughs> i wore protection yeah exactly <laughs> good. i wore protection exactly. this time so I have that. Yeah, so I have this experience in my car. I'm like, man, I, how dumb am I that I knew I was going vegan and the first, th the only thing I could have eaten was Taco Bell. But I was also happy that I did it because I wanted to learn so much during this month and I knew that I was going to create this content 
in January now right. about basically I'm writing an article about 31 things I learned, 31 experiences I had, people I met, dur- and how I felt during the month of going vegan. Mm. And so part of that is we eat fast food. So there's got to be ways to, I want to create utility pieces for people to eat vegan at these spots, right. at Taco Bell, at Del Taco, wherever it may be, at Burger King. Um, so I was happy I did that. Because I would also assume that for anyone trying to go vegan in a rural area or a non-metropolitan, that if you also had to take fast food out of your equation, that... Unless, it's impossible. Unless you're prepared to cook every no, meal it's of impossible. your life. It's impossible. Like, there is no... I mean, we're lucky we're, you know, in the L.A. vicinity, and there's tons of options for us when we want to have a bite with friends. Or when you're going to a restaurant and you're the only vegan, there's still, like, potentially something. But I'm sure there's places in the country where that's just not even possible. Well, it's that, right? But then it's also, like, that perception that being a vegan is super expensive. Like, it's for the, like, they're only the rich people can do that. Like So wrong you know, is what I learned. And I've been trying. That's, like, the one thing. Like, when in 2007, when I started, that's when I was, like, started eating vegan. But then also started like going more organic to everything. And people would always think, like, look at me weird. Like, Oh, he's eating organic. Like, oh, you're, you know, you're just trying to be like one of the rich people. I'm like, it's really not like that expensive to do it. And in the beginning, 2007, 2008, it was a little bit more because it wasn't like on every shelf. Sure. But it was like as like, I mean, even for this, I remember getting this or whatever, and it'd be like 425. He's pointing at a kombucha, which is a great thing we need to talk about because oh, yeah, kombucha is expensive. Some, it is, but. It, but com- in comparison to what it was, to where it is today, and to the health benefits that you can get, I mean, I, I don't... I, kombucha is fire. Can we put that out there? I mean, it's the greatest drink that I Kombucha know. is this effervescent, bubbly tea. It's probio- It's littered with probiotics. Like, it has a billion probiotics, which is great for the gut, right? So it cleans the gut, which a lot of people have, like, hyperthyroidism, which means that they have, like, a dirty gut as well. And so the probiotics help clean out everything. That's why when you eat a big meal or drink a lot of beer and stuff like that, you drink a kombucha, and it kind of kills all the bacteria in your gut. So health benefits aside, because I couldn't find any literature that actually proved the health benefits of it. Right, I, I couldn't. I, I looked a little bit and I couldn't. I know how it makes me feel. So even if it was the placebo effect and the lower amount of sugar in it, the the lower calorie option of it, I thought it was an amazing soda substitute. This was even 25 before, calories. 25, 25 calories an entire bottle of, of GT Trilogy Kombucha, which is probably the best tasting in my opinion. It's my favorite. Uh, but it's one of those things where I wish people had kombucha when we i wish we had kombucha when we were younger i know when we were like eighth grade ninth grade like we're looking at our soda options i wish i like now i'm addicted to kombucha and i can't have (sighs) sodas because sodas are a bit too sweet for me i feel like it's eroding my teeth yeah but kombucha is like great kind of feels like it's it's melting away the food i just ate in my stomach yeah did you know that it was kombucha was vegan before i'm assuming you just didn't drink it and you didn't really know too much about it until the vegan experiment yeah, I drank it before going vegan, and I had been aware of the loose health benefits, kind of like the snake oil style benefits sure. of it, where I didn't I didn't have proof that it was better. People yeah. would say, yeah, it's good for your gut. It's yeah. good for this. I was like, it does feel good in my gut, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not a doctor, and, no, and there's no studies that actually, like there's 
loose studies about yeah, it. Yeah, so nobody I, I wants to have, no one wants to have a lawsuit over it. Like, hey, I had hyperthyroidism. And I drink kombucha and it's going to cure me. Like, well, nobody can say that. The reason why kombucha took so long to get to market was because it was hard for them to prove because it's, it's fermented. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it has some level of alcohol. There's in some it. level. You 0. get carded. 0. Me and Richard yeah. were actually got some the other oh, day. Oh, you get carded for certain, buying kombucha? Certain levels of kombucha. They, have, they are, have the new the new brand. Like So they have this one and they have like one where it's like the black case yeah. have you seen that one right and it's like it's just much more it's like it's a more of like the dark side or whatever like it's just super cool looking but that one you absolutely every single time it says 21 and 21 and over like you absolutely have to get carded when you go and buy it because it does have a tr- trace amounts of alcohol i think it's like 0.03 percent alcohol in it so they absolutely do card you you have to be 21 and over to drink it so kombucha is a good thing. Actually, on day zero of my diet, so the day before I go vegan, I decided to have a good last meal. It was around lunchtime, and I go to NWA, which is a teriyaki spot. Yeah, Ninjas with Appetite. Yeah. Who, we've had multiple viral videos yeah. for uh, the... I'm assuming you got the cheesesteak burrito, I got which to, was like, uh, I don't know, something with 7 million plays or something crazy for us. Yeah, so we covered that video, and I was like, "That's I just feel it's right. It's walking distance. I'm going to go get this burrito. It's a good last meal for me. Which is an absolute gut bomb, by the way. It's a gut. There's cheese, teriyaki glaze. There's steak. There's shrimp. There's Jeez. fried rice. There's the lard and the tortilla. It's like everything that I will not be having over the next 31 yeah, days. Isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be in you for 31 days. Yeah. <laughs> Here's why it was a perfect, perfect last meal. After I finished it, I finished it in legitimately about 90 seconds. I had a little bit of time. We shot Because we shot an Instagram video where I show myself eating my last meal. Yeah. So it was 60 seconds. I had about 30 seconds left over after where I finished the burrito. Yeah. I couldn't the eat burrito's for the, big. It's that, big. Like, not only is it unnecessary, you know, it, it's unhealthy already, <laughs> but like eating it in 90 seconds, there's no way that's good for you. Just the amount of volume that you're shoving down your gullet. Right. Like, I can't, like, they're, they're, those are compounding factors. You could have right? fasted it's, for 31 it's days. It's a crazy burrito, and you ate it in 90 <laughs> seconds. Like, yes, not only go vegan, but also take. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hated myself. For the rest of the day, I sat in the office, sat on my desk, and just moaned and didn't want to do anything. I was yeah. lethargic. And so the only – I didn't even have dinner that night. I just had a kombucha. I was like, I need something to kill this thing in my stomach. Yeah. And so then by the next day, I was looking forward yeah, to a change. Just kind of cleaning your yeah, body. Yeah, I was just looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's – that's the jump off. And that's so a, a good last meal. If you guys are planning to do something kind of like what I did, I suggest go a last meal and hate yourself. I also don't <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> if you want to really be motivated to go clean, do something really, really <laughs> dirty first. It's basically what you're that's saying. That's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really go balls to the wall. If you yeah. want to like quit cocaine, do a binger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, hate yourself, get a nosebleed. Yeah. Imagine advice. yourself in Scarface with just powders of the cocaine. The worst advice for someone who's trying to quit drinking. Yeah. Well, just one more. You no, know, just binge more. it out. Get a couple of great big bottles of whiskey and just go for it. Like, that's what we're saying. We just recommend going for it. One of the things I did learn is I finally understand the hype behind Mendocino Farms. 
Okay. Okay. Which is, which is a great place. And uh, at least in Southern California, a lot of locations are inside Whole Foods, which yeah. is the only reason I can afford Whole Foods <laughs> is buying a $12 sandwich <laughs> versus spending $40 on fruit. Well, they also have, <laughs> but they also at Whole, they also have like your little, the pack that you like the three for 10 pack that you can get where you can get like a slice. And this obviously doesn't work if you're vegan, but you can get like a slice of salmon and then like their acai um salad and like their superfood salad or whatever is it's it whole like foods a, it's like, yeah it's a pound for like ten dollars you know so there's also that option but I, well. I never understood the hype behind mendocino farm specifically it's so it's it's this huge it's a big chain in california sandwich chain they're known for these like wholesome sandwiches mm -hmm. but I looked at the lines everywhere I go, and it, there's always a line around the block to get a sandwich here. It's always like yoga moms and people that like. I'm I'm very stereotypical about like what is the hype? Like it's right. just a freaking sandwich. Right. Every time I've been to Seattle Farms, like Mark and I go there for lunch a good amount from the office, and we drive down. I feel like I'm in, there's like people who are obviously there for lunch from work they're in like business attire but then there's this other segment of the line that's like wearing sweatpants and looks like they might just be starting their day where i'm always just like really envious <laughs> like, they're at mendocino farms hanging out <laughs> right and i'm just like i wish i could like i wish i could buy the spread and go to the high top and like put my feet up and <laughs> like not what be, career path is it this takes me, it takes, it it's, takes it's, mark and i 20 minutes to get down there right so we have like 20 minutes to get in line eat try <laughs> to get back in some reasonable manner but that half of that line they're chilling at mendocino no, they have their computers out you <laughs> maybe know. that's why i hated it early because i was like i don't i don't i thought i had you a good job yeah well that's what it does it makes you hate your life <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it does right because everyone's like super happy buying expensive things all the time right but like dress like they don't care about anything that's the most obnoxious thing i think that's the thing that's annoying it's like like rich people they like a lot of the ones that are super rich they like, dress really poor and then it like makes you hate life even more because you're like okay so oh, you're poor but you're a billionaire like come on bro so you go to whole foods and it's like a bunch of people that don't have anything else to do so like yeah we'll just try expensive things today and then they pull out their laptop and they just sit there and they're like oh, i'm gonna watch this on their netflix so like they're using the wi-fi i can't afford the wi-fi password at whole foods. i don't think i can afford it like there's like a minimum that you have to, like, there's, there's a tax it's a right. tax bracket thing yeah, it's I, just, a, yeah. I don't know yeah and it's like yeah and i just can't afford it but they, everybody else can do that like i'm i'm waiting for massage chairs at, at the thing like where you just on the lunch top and it just has like a massage chair because i think that's the next step for them like you get like a really good sandwich right people in sweatpants or whatever in a massage chair you know, and then we as peasants get to go in and only look and imagine what it might be why we go out and then have to pay for our parking ticket because we were in the parking section for way too long. But I, I digress. I know this is a podcast about veganism, but I honestly feel Whole Foods is window shopping. Like, oh, I, yes. I can't go in. I literally can't go in there without, you know, the, the feeling we were talking about eating fast food and like being guilty. The other side of that spectrum, which I feel just as guilty, is when I see the amount I'm paying for, and then I look at my single bag of items, and like, I'm, and then as they check out my olive bar that's twenty six dollars, <laughs> I'm just like, they're so good, they're so good. 
So I, we digress. I, so that's that's Whole Foods, and, and the reason why we're bringing up Whole Foods, Mendocino Farms is a, a few of them are located within Whole Foods. So here's where my perspective changed: is I didn't have to go to a Mendocino Farms this time. My girlfriend brought a variety pack. She just knew I was oh, vegan. She knew cool. it was hard, and she, apparently she had tried these things. So she brought. They have a. It's called a vegan for all menu. Oh, that's cool. There and yo. I had a barbecue tempeh yeah, that's picnic super good. sandwich. That's super good. Hold on, where's this? This is at Mendocino Farms. Oh, snap. It was amazing. incredible. Yeah, I thought I was eating Korean mm-hmm. barbecue marinated meat. It was so sticky mm-hmm. and had bounce to it and flavor. You can actually bite into it. Yeah, it had a tempeh yeah. bacon with like a crisp. It had this pickle slaw on it it was it was the acidity was cutting through it it was to like it was so good it was on a toasted ciabatta i was like i'm so sorry mendocino farms i i complete i'm so sorry to everyone i judged in line yeah i know why you're waiting because it's that good is that good then didn't you feel after you're done eating it like you're like now i got the flavor but i also don't feel full like full as in oh, I, I can't f- function food like coma you, full. yeah, no yeah food like coma. you feel you're like i'm satisfied yeah. like right like you're just not like why did i just eat the whole thing you can eat the whole thing and then walk away and be like you know like i feel great so that's where but we didn't stop there i said she brought me a variety pack so i finished the barbecue tempeh picnic sandwich there was a falafel wrap in there oh, which i'm like when i see falafel on a white menu i'm yeah. like uh <laughs> okay i'm like super critical yeah amazing Amazing. Like they do their, uh, they made it from like, they have their own vegan tzatziki. Oh, that's cool. It was so good. So I finished that and she brought me the big curried couscous. If you've been to Mendocino Farms, you're probably popping a food boner right now when you're yeah. curried couscous. It's impeccably cooked couscous from Mendocino Farms. If that's all you get there, go get Just that. Just get that. Um, it, it, it was so good. I, I, I want to send high praise to Mendocino Farms because I feel bad for making fun of it. I get I get the hype now. I think the big thing with Mendocino Farms too, and this is coming from the person that's never gone vegan on this podcast and had an animal product every single day of my entire life. But Mendocino Farms from their, their texture and their sauce game is so good because like a good sandwich, you want, I mean, it depends on the bread, but you want crisp, you want sauce, and you want texture, right? Mm-hmm. And every single sandwich I've ordered from there like has those things with flavors that you don't necessarily expect from a sandwich shop. So you're, you know, the back of your brain is tingling because you're like, I've never had this in a sandwich before. And the other part is like, but this is everything I want in a sandwich. Yeah. But it's all, yeah, because it's, I think the one thing that I learned about being vegan, especially was number one, the, the, the coolest part was exploring new places right and that was like super cool being able to go to a new place and not just say like i just want like a barbecue bacon cheeseburger like right like you're actually doing some thought process but the one thing i did like about it is that the ingredients are so kind of rudimentary right like they're super eat like you can pronounce all the ingredients on everything that you see. But when the ingredients are kind of put together, it makes like this explosion of flavor that you just never experience like such clean. And I think that's the thing is like a lot of the food that we eat, like in meat and stuff like that, you're just kind of, it's the same kind of taste, right? Like it's, you're used to it, but being vegan, when you're getting like the tempeh barbecue burger, it's like, or sandwich, there's all these like 
flavors that you've never experienced ever. So it's almost like eating for the first time. And I think that's kind of what I enjoy, why I kept doing it after a month or two months. Cause I was like, every day that I go, it's like the ingredients are so fresh and I enjoy the feeling of not wanting to go and shoot myself <laughs> after I'm done eating because I feel energized. You know what I mean? Like, as opposed to like when I go home, I'm like, I ate this full meal and now I just want to lay on the couch and go to bed or whatever. Where this one, I'm like, I feel great. Like I can go to the gym, play basketball or whatever. And it's like, yeah, and I just had a full meal or whatever, like literally an hour ago. And I feel amazing. I do. I did enjoy how absolutely woke I was during mm -hmm. this whole process because again, I'm around food all the time yeah. and I took it for granted. And I think just go, the challenge of going vegan for 31 days made me just be aware of food. Like, and when yeah. I go to Taco Bell, I just order, you yeah. know, yeah. BB, BB crunch burrito, like yeah, you taco, already know. six tacos, but I just order. I never, I'm not, I never ask for modifications ever. Right. Just give it to me how it is. Let's right. go. Right. I had to think, I'm like, okay, um, I can I get the beef off, uh, sour cream off, please, cheese off. Uh, if we could substitute it with the fiesta, like I'm even yeah. at Taco Bell, I'm thinking about ingredients, and I never thought about ingredients before. Right. It's it's it was so trivial. So when you're right. saying like it made you feel like you were eating for the first time, yeah, I felt like I was eating for the first time yeah. again because I also cooked more than I ever did. Yeah. Like I wanted to cook, and that's why this is the sneaky part. I thought December was going to be the hardest month. It actually turned out to be the easiest because because of the food beast workload, we we had some time off during during the break and it allowed me to I didn't feel like rushed to get back to work. I was like, "You know what? I have the day off. I'm going to go grab some food and cook." Yeah, that's and, super exciting too. And I wanted to cook more because as I was eating out, I found a lot of great places and then I also found places I fucking hated in it. Yeah. And like before before this month, I didn't really get pissed off a lot at places that I ate at because right. of the flavor. I was like, right. oh, it is what it is. Like, right. Go also eat it. Right. I ate like an asshole. I would finish everything right. that was on my plate, regardless if I liked it or, or not. not. Yeah. I went to, uh, funny, week one of going vegan, I had to go to a wedding. And beautiful wedding in Manhattan Beach. Perfect food beast style wedding, right? Uh, shout out to, to Brenna, congratulations. Uh, you're never going to listen to this podcast because uh, you think I'm an asshole. Uh, but did that guy just say no to the steak that we bought him for dinner? <laughs> like that guy at the wedding? I can totally. Is that prime rib just sitting on Eli's plate? He marked it four months ago. Yeah. So it's this wedding where they have a top. It's like a cool contemporary Manhattan Beach style wedding. They have a. Great taco bar, 11 p.m., fucking In-N-Out truck rolls by. Like, this is a perfect wedding for a food beast. And everyone there, like, a lot of friends there, they're like, oh, what up, food beast? Oh, what up, food beast? And here I am in the fucking taco bar getting a salad. Uh, a not even a salad, actually. I couldn't have the salad. I got the lettuce. Yeah. And I got the salsa. The rice was cooked with chicken broth. Yeah, the beans were refried. I couldn't. They didn't know. Vegetable the, the, the caterer didn't know yeah. if it was. What was wrong with the not. salad? Huh? What was wrong with the salad? Uh, I, I could see at a glance eggs, that it was a creamy restaurant. sauce. So yeah. I knew oh. it was like egg. So it's a lot of salads you can't have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know what? But it it was it was fun. The the egregious part about the whole thing 
isn't how I felt. It was how I felt I was making everyone Everybody else, else feel. feel. Yeah. Everyone else felt so bad. I was like, yo, I'm putting this on myself. Like, don't but isn't it kind of me. funny though? Like the guilt that other people feel like <laughs> that everybody else feels because like, I just wanted to make a choice. But then it's like, it kind of shows like this subconscious level that people know that they should probably be eating just a little bit better. <laughs> right. And so then like you come in and you're like, you're just like super, like you're now like the Superman of eating. Right. Yeah. And then like you come in and everyone's kind of like, well, shit, like, should I maybe not have like this? I need to get my shit together. Yeah, look like, at, like, what, like, look at yeah. this guy at this Redondo Beach wedding eating shredded lettuce <laughs> and salsa. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's it kind of like it, it's weird how like this one little decision makes everybody else feel like super like guilty. And you're just like, I just want to make a choice. I just want to try something. But then everyone else is kind of like looking at you, and it's like I, I'm not an alien, but it's weird, kind of like how. Are like or like our worlds are set up now. Yeah, and I was I like, I had six tacos and then got the double double. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. It was it was hype though. Still a really fun wedding. You know what's vegan? Alcohol. Like so, I got boozed the fuck up. I was yeah. drunk and turned up. Like it wasn't. Again, I was very strict to the vegan diet. So. I wasn't doing this to be yeah, healthy. Yeah, you had to I get your sustenance somewhere. Question, question. So I know in alcohol, did you did you do any research related to how alcohol is filtered? Yeah, so uh, there's uh, some of the – the hard alcohol is pretty good with. A lot of hard alcohol is really safe. potato. Yeah, potato like I stuck to like tequilas and stuff, and, yeah. and stuff like that yeah. where I knew it was coming from a plant. Um, there's some beers that aren't vegan, and so I actually just drank a bit less beer generally. I, I think PBR might not even be vegan. I don't know. I don't even know. What but so I just stayed away from it. Like that was kind of my thought process the whole month. Like if I didn't research it, I'm just not gonna not have gonna it. have it. Yeah, just assume no. Because um, I'm because I'm wondering from my understanding, there's alcohol that's filtered through like animals. Products, so, yeah. skin. I'm not sure the, the what skin, it is. Yeah, it's skins. some sort of animal product. That it's filtered through, but it isn't necessarily like the FDA doesn't list it as an additive, mm. right? So it's just the fact that part of the processing. Does veganism go that far in the sense of where? Yeah, you, because they don't really support any, it, right? So 100. percent That's that's something that's again. I just am not necessarily aware of. I never thought of it until you were talking about alcohol because of like somewhat knowing certain processes like distillery processes and like but i think i think that's also too like the difference between the people like different people going vegan for different reasons right like for me uh it wasn't necessarily because of the animals so if i had that beer that i I, it just okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have the beer right like i I can do that but for people that are like i'm no i'm doing it because of the animals and because i just i hate anybody and anything that supports the murder and abuse of animals in any way shape form or fashion that's why they would probably stop doing it but i feel like for the other ones they're just like dude i'm just trying to have a healthier lifestyle you know what i mean and if i have a couple of beers that is filtered through lambskin yeah because i'm also curious throughout the 31 days that you're experiencing uh you talk in your piece um that's going to be published soon about the different types of vegans and we kind of went through that but were there some people that were full-on animal rights activists that like you had met and does that also mean i'm assuming like the stereotypical like they don't buy leather but like what are are there other things on the periphery that i'm not super aware of that are animal products that's not just eating that veganism now potentially kind of incorporates that's essentially not eating makeup 
Oh shit! Makeup, Make, shoes. makeup, makeup is probably the biggest. Like for me, from especially girl I did, that was like the biggest issue. Oh wow! Yeah, the makeup artist on our set for this just warming up uh, show <coughs> that we're doing a second season of. Uh, she she knew I was vegan, then she's vegan. Uh, during this 30 days and she actually as she was doing my makeup she's like actually i want to let you know that 100 percent of what i'm using is is animal, animal free. free yeah um i was like oh cool like i never even thought like again I, i'm not doing this i'm only doing the diet part of this so <laughs> yeah I was yeah, like, yeah you're God, not doing thank- for the educational part per but, se yeah yeah well not to say that i don't want to learn and i was learning right like, and one of my favorite people that i've uh, a friend of mine but i got to spend a bit more time with them during these 30 days was uh our friend wally who was a crazy party animal back in the day. Um, and he actually, uh, he went vegan. He went vegetarian first because of a death in the family. And uh, as part of a, a culture that he was paying uh, tribute to, um, he, he was taking some some notes from like Buddhism. And uh, there's some people that uh, as, a, as a sign of respect and of passing on, they do a like kind of a 49 day or some some extended period of time where they go vegetarian and eat clean um and and what i learned from wally and he he was about so much energy Mm. so for him after going vegetarian he was like you know what he was thinking about this family member and that's what made going vegetarian easy for him Mm. so it wasn't a prop bet for him it was like i'm doing this because I love this person and I want to show the utmost respect. So it was easy. Like, cool. When this meat comes up, like I'm good. I'm gonna think about my uncle right now or whoever it was. Yeah. Um, so what happened to him after that was he started getting super woke to the energies around him Mm. and where I would normally find it super corny. Yeah. He was genuinely learning the process and being like, you know what? Like, uh, whether he believes like he might be reincarnated into an animal that yeah. he's eating or he's like, yo, I'm feeling so much good energy yeah. by being vegetarian. I'm going to go vegan. And yeah. now he's been vegan now close to five months. And the weird things that he tells me happens. He's like, yo, I respect bugs. I don't kill the animal in my house anymore. I don't kill a, a spider. Right. He's like, and so we have the spider problem in his apartment. Right. So him and his roommate, his roommate will kill spiders. And if Wally sees a spider, he'll cup it, take it outside, set it free. He said no spiders go in his room anymore. He's like, he's like three months, no spiders in his room. It's like, Yet, it's like an energy thing. Yeah, and he just believes in his energy. He's like, yo, I, I can co-sign that energy. That's cool. I'm still right. gonna kill a spider that comes into my room. <laughs> but Well, it's a, it's a thing. It, it's like a, but I mean, that does have a lot of merit though because that's why people, it's interesting because people have such a big thing against hunters right Mm. and they're just like you know you're going out and you're shooting an animal and x y and z but that's actually better meat than what you buy in the store because the animals when you're hunting them they don't know that they're gonna die so their energy the energy that they have and the way that their muscles tense up and the way their blood and everything is super relaxed it's like just super chill right and so the environment that they're in, they're in their natural habitat, so it's super tranquil. So then when they, you know, they get shot from 300 yards away or so, there's it's it's lightning quick. They don't even know it. So it's oh, so the blood is different, the the meat is different as opposed to when they're in these factories and stuff like that, and they're it's in a high chaotic environment. And when I first heard that, I was like, there's no way that that's true. But then I was like thinking about, well, let's just look at 
like us as human beings. The difference between when I'm at home and you call me with something stressful and I'm just sitting on my couch, you know, doing nothing or drinking a glass of wine and you call me with something stressful on the phone as opposed to when I'm on the 405 freeway mm. at 5.30 in the evening and you call me with something stressful, how my mood and my thought process is so different. So to me, it actually does have a little bit of merit, at least if anything, because you can kind of tell the energy of certain people. Um, and I guess when you're not putting, and I guess with that, to parlay with that, is like when you're not putting that kind of bad energy in you, you feel more energized because you're not constantly, I guess, ingesting that kind of like negative energy that, you know, these animals are in their environment in. Because I, I have a question too, Eli, or and, and for you too, Denim. Did you feel that you were putting overall less chemicals in your body as well because of, sure. you know, because I'm assuming of the majority of meat that we're eating, even if we don't, if we go to a restaurant and don't know where it's sourced, and maybe outside of higher end restaurants that claim their local sourcing and, and you know, and ad basically advertise that fact, a majority of what we eat are from the grocery store or if it's anything like a deli meat or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. right? How much nitrates or chemicals are kind of that we don't necessarily understand mm. and i'm curious if you thought that was part of the increased energy as well because in addition to i think the spiritual side of energy which i think we can all talk about as understanding personally in our own ways but we can't necessarily explain and extrapolate that to like anyone else right, right. is but Physical energy, Phys physical real. energy. I mean, and you talk, and you talked about it, Denim, with like playing basketball, and actually basketball is in your piece too, Eli. So I'm curious if you think that your consumption of overprocessed foods was way down, or is there still a, a crazy amount of processed foods that happen to be vegan and that were still a part of your life? I just don't know. One I'm gonna way start or the other. with uh, one. I do feel like I ate way less processed chemical food. I just generally I did mainly because yeah. I was starting to eat like a caveman in a weird way yeah. where I was like, again, I wasn't shopping very well early on yeah. in my first kind of seven days of going vegan. So I'm looking at ingredients and stuff that is vegan tends to have a few less ingredients in it. Yeah. Um, one thing that I ate that I absolutely loathed was this thing called Daya cheese, which is a go to. It's a go-to vegan cheese that chains use, like pizza chains use, and it's so absolutely it's awful. Horrible. And excuse my vulgarity, it tastes like dick cheese. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. And so I was searching for a vegan pizza that I just enjoyed during this whole month, and I didn't find a single one. Now, I don't want to say all vegan pizza tastes like dick cheese, but the six that I had tastes like dick yeah, cheese. Yeah, the six out of the six that they have on market. <laughs> and I started digging because I looked online and I was like, I can't be the only one that thinks it tastes like this. Yeah. And there's a community online. Yeah, it's that, that bad. Loads diet cheese. Ooh. of A community of vegans that loathe it. And not just because it, also, it tastes like snot. It's because there's practices that the company like has now fallen into and mm. what they use. That is a processed cheese. There's a process to make it. You can taste melt it. Melt and taste like plastic. Like it's a, Yeah, that's what it tastes like. It's horrible. And so uh, Vegan Yak Tack is this cool Instagram account. We're back and forth. And I was asking her. I was like, yo, 
is is there vegan cheese like what's up with diet cheese she was like diet cheese when it came on the market in the early 2000s was revolutionary for vegans because they finally had a string that's of cheese that represents them right like a cheese that can represent them right like that's kind of why it was so big yeah but then it then people like i think there are other cheese out there like cashew cheese and stuff like that yeah. that is a bit more palatable yeah but it was incredible how much i hated that cheese if you guys i mean we have a video companion to this podcast that you might be able to see it depending on what we choose to put on it but if you guys could and i say you guys the audience if you could see the body language that shifted with eli and denim as as soon as eli said vegan cheese there was this like slumping of shoulders get me the fuck out of this room and this conversation because i don't even want to like participate in it no it is that bad there's like this I, there's a it's a hatred and a vitriol there's a literal loathing in this room that i'm like we should talk about it because it's important to the podcast but then let's also move on so we can be in a happier place right i love you guys <laughs> like i care place. for you guys <laughs> yeah it's also getting super dark in here right let's now, segue like. from diet yeah. into okay this is an important conversation we could piggyback on the diet because well and not to cut you off but why is dia popular it, because it is it, it was is, the first it's the first it's one of the first because uh, every pizza chain has diet cheese and i was just like why it's lazy it's, la- it's yeah. lazy on the behalf of the chains and i'll say that because they could blaze I, pizza Bla- blaze pizza pizza press it is very lazy that you're using a diet cheese you guys have great chains Find another cheese if you want to cater to the vegan community. Or can pizza exist without cheese? Is it? I. That's it the only way that I could do it. Just without get cheese. the tomato sauce. As as a non-vegan, in my world, no. But sure. I would understand that like bread and sauce and toppings could still be fucking. Well, it's delicious. super. It's crispy. You get like um, artichokes, and I mean, there's so much flavor. Garlic. The dough is good. Yeah, everything's amazing except for the cheese part of it. I somehow went to two pizza parties during my vegan month where literally the whole party is about getting together, kneading dough, putting your cheeses on and putting the ingredients you want and, and baking That's the pizza cool. together. That's actually That's a rad cool. party idea. Sounds like something you do in New York. We're doing it in California now. That, uh, that sounds super cool. And so instead of wiling out with some vegan cheese, you just have the great dough and yeah. you have your sauce and your sauce. garlic and your just enjoy and it. And it was really good yeah. instead of forcing yourself through snot. To eat crap. So <laughs> To eat cancer. Why? Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't have the data, Richard. But. I, don't think, I, don't think it, I don't think it's cancer. I'm not saying that it causes cancer. I'm just saying like if cancer had a taste... <laughs> Yo, that's what it, it has would, a tinge that, that's what of it cancer like, to it, right? Yeah. Like if if cancer had a taste, it would be vegan pizza, a, health, a health claim not supported by the FDA or Food Beast. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> Just like the <laughs> intro to this call podcast. All the up. Okay, so why I think that's important is we should talk about the first things you taste when you're not a vegan. Like the first vegan experience you have, I think should be really important. Yeah, and that's why I think. Uh, the closest equitable food that has a vegan equivalent for meat eaters is our burgers. I think burgers, vegan burgers, are so close to being as good to their meat counterparts yeah. as any other kind of vegan yeah. thing. And I know, Jeff, you've tried a few of the vegan burgers that we've had through, like Beyond Meat stuff. Uh, impossible the impossible, food, is, the impossible is the big one. But it's fair to note, I've been doing research on Impossible and Beyond Meat. They have very different brand values and how they're getting to the market. So Hit me. Beyond Meat 
both of these are vegan patties that look and taste like meat in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Beyond Meat is for the consumer who wants to cook at home. It comes in a shrink wrap package that looks like burger patties, yeah. but it's meant for you to cook at home yourself. Impossible Foods currently isn't available at supermarkets. You can't buy it as a consumer. You have to go to a restaurant, a select it. restaurant. They have it in some bigger chains like Umami, Fat Burger, which I think is incredibly important to talk about later. Um, and then these kind of uh, mom, pa, chef-driven places use Impossible. Well, and food news, they just... One of the companies announced a taco meat that's in impossible a, taco impossible meat. taco meat that's in a restaurant in New York right yeah. now. So why it's important is those are com- two completely different routes. Impossible Foods is is making the choice to go with chefs, like really good chefs and really good restaurant. Umami is known for like high level burgers. Fat Burger is your fat fuckboy chain where you go to be a fat ass and just have a good burger. So it's very funny that you're putting an impossible patty there. Um, So why Impossible Foods is doing a good thing is they're making sure people's first tastes of this vegan burger is really good. And sometimes it's not wholly vegan. So right. the umami burger, the bun is basted with butter. That's uh, right. real cheese. The patty happens to be vegan because it's. I think it's important if you're making a transition or trying to, to segue, just eat less, to segue. Segue. Yeah, like don't, segue. Don't go your first bite to this Cuban place that I had in fucking L.A. Yeah. Where I have to spit out your Cubano. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you go and I think it's. I do think that's that's what's important about it because that's the thing that I'm always scared about. Like I have friends. I'm like, yo, I want to take you to Seabirds. Uh, shout out to Seabirds. Seabirds are great. It's amazing. Um, take you to Seabirds. I want to try these, you know, um, you know, these sliders and X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. But in their mind, the moment you say sliders, they already have an identification of what they think a slider is supposed to taste like, right? And so I think them parlaying kind of non-vegan with the vegan is kind of, it, it kind of slowly weans you off of kind of like, oh, like it's, you just feel like you're eating a burger. You know, and stop trying to make it like this foreign thing, right? And I think that's what is super cool about that because the chefs are like trained, they're prepared. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to like if I invited you over and I'm like, I'm gonna make you this bomb burger and I just butcher it, no pun intended, literally, you know, and I don't know what the proper ingredients or the seasonings or the salts and stuff like that. I could be put off the vegan food forever. Yeah, exactly. Because of it. Exactly. I'm like, you know, it all people do that. Like Richard cooked it. Well, I mean, and, right. that's, and that's exactly what happened to me because we had mm. Beyond Burger delivered their patties. I took them home and I make a burger probably at least once or twice a month. That's just a very standard, like butter, brown butter in the pan, decent ground beef. I still use government cheese on like <laughs> a, a, a white wonder bun with like a fresh tomato, some pickles, maybe some mustard. And like, it's probably my favorite sandwich in the world. And so when I got these Beyond Burgers, I was like, I'm gonna try to do the exact same treatment. I didn't try to make it a completely vegan burger. I did a brown butter patty. Put it in the same bun, same tomato, same pickle. My roommate and I, we didn't, I mean, we didn't not eat it. We ate it, but it was to the point where I wasn't convinced that the benefits of, I mean, I didn't feel heavy afterwards, or maybe a little bit because I might have put double cheese on my, (laughs) but but like I I didn't feel that much better to the point where, and I didn't feel like I could transition because I, it needed the cheese, it needed the bun, it needed the tomato. So I, 
that being said, I also haven't had the Impossible Burger. I've never had it, which is probably bad as a food beast to say because everyone in this office has had it. That's because good. Umami, Fat Burger, we covered it all the time. The new place that's serving tacos in New York that I'm excited to try. But I've never had it. But everyone that's talked to me about what they've had said it's literally like a burger. That's mm -hmm. And that's not just us. That's like every publication media outlet on the planet is saying the Impossible Burger is good. So, I mean, maybe I just tried the wrong one. But, it happens. But we got product for free. I took it home and treated it with the same respect that I treat a beef burger. And so I could see that being part of or at least being an obstacle to even transition yeah. because now that I have that, I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna, like, I don't make it all the time. I, I'm not trying to eat 18 burgers a month. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to die by the time I'm 33. <laughs> but when I want a, a burger, I just want a burger. So that was that's a hard replacement for me, which makes me also think, like, Eli and Denim, like, what were the hardest things to replace that after looking back right in the middle of it you're like oh maybe i want a burger but were there things that now that you're back or not ve eating vegan right now that you're so thankful for because i'm just, just kind of curious oh so cheese cheese, cheese bar none again so bur burgers were very easy to replace they're the impossible burger fat burger it, it did a great job of i i brought non-meat eating friend or me eating friends to fat burger because i think fat burger is the perfect segue for veganism to really grow because if you can convince people who eat at fucking fat burger yeah. that a vegan burger is good, yeah. you've won. You like if it. you're convincing people at umami burger and veggie grill that your the burgers are good, like you're not winning anyone yeah, the, special you're, you're over. Not those a new are base. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting a new base, excuse yeah. me. Like yeah. those are very special people, but you're just not <laughs> like you're not you're not winning over a tough crowd. These guys are already nuanced, they've already had these flavors before. But if you're winning over people at fat burger yeah. where three by three is a standard yeah. order. Yeah, um, you're you're making big waves. That's why I think whatever's happening at Fat Burger, people need to be talking about that. We need to be talking about that more. For sure. Um, but cheese was really hard. Cheese was stupid. Like it's stupid how bad vegan cheese is. It's and hard to, a to point make like, that. Yeah. Fuck it. Like just I'm just not gonna try anymore. Like it. Yeah. I went to Trader Joe's. Was an amazing place for vegans. The it was great. All their frozen foods are incredible. I didn't have yeah. a single thing I didn't like. From the, like some of the best like uh, coconut curry I've ever had is coming from a frozen meal at Trader Joe's. Yeah, I was like, they gotta have good cheese, so they have mozzarella style shreds. It's that's what it's called. It's I like because I, I don't know if I've had that one, but I sure don't like it. It tasted like they just put diet cheese in Trader Joe's packaging. They probably did. <laughs> they probably white labeled it. Yeah, yeah. More than they, yeah, and they just put their own brand. Up. I mean, they bad did that. move. I think my new clickbait for another article is this is the worst fucking product at Trader Joe's because everything at Trader Joe's is it's fucking incredible. Great. Yeah, I mean, I go there all the time. Yeah, it's really good and affordable. Um, but yeah, Jeff, to answer your question, cheese, man, it was I so I bad. Don't know if I, I just don't like food that much. That's why I, I, guess that's why I, never, <laughs> I love Richard on which his is, podcast. Yeah, which is like, you're the best guest. But like, I, I, uh, no, I'm not, not saying that facetiously, I just, but to have that perspective, we've never had I that just, yeah, like, I, just feel like, like, I feel super bad. Like, I'm in a Food Beast headquarters with, like, it's like someone's, like, wearing Food Beast athletics. Like, it's somebody that, like, studies food, like, food all the time. It's like, ah, I just, ah. 
Okay, maybe, really this like is, maybe this is why you hate food. Richard can't eat fast. Richard gets sick, violently yeah. ill. Yeah. What's funny is growing up, he his his main meal every yeah. day in school was flaming hot Cheetos and was it Dr Pepper? Dr Pepper. That's all he ate. With I don't know cat. how he lived no, past I, eighteen. I turned this and, and snapped the cap backwards. I was super trendy <laughs> on a can. Like I was a revolutionary. Instead of just opening the cap, like you just open up the soda can, you turn the cap around and you pop it, and it makes this little slit. So you kind of do you remember when I used to you guys remember you know what this is like not even it's not even important to even really talk about there's, but there's like a select few people out there like oh, I did the day, same shit yeah. no, no, but like shout out to those people like we're trendsetters like right but yeah I it's a bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos and Dr. Pepper like I probably had let's not exaggerate five or six Dr. Peppers every day I'm oh, not and I'm yeah, not and I'm literally not exaggerating Oof. And so I started when I was a freshman. I got an ulcer um, from soda, right? So, and Cheetos. That's why I get all those bags of hot Cheetos. Right. So I and so I couldn't. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna not do soda anymore. So since 2004, I haven't had soda, not any soda. And then in 2006, 2007, I ended up in the hospital. Or whatever. After I had Jack in the Box ninety nine cent tacos, which got me through all of my community college years, um, I was like, "Well, this is like the thing. You go and you get two tacos for ninety nine cent. I mean, how do you beat that? Like, I used to go there, and you talk about like having a prostitute in your car. When it <laughs> I mean, I used to go before school, and I used to get eight tacos." Right from and I used to just and put the little hot sauce on there and I used to go to t I mean murder those things right and then I end up in the hospital or whatever and they had to do like the whole like stick a tube down my nose and into my throat and, or into my stomach it was horrible and so after that I was like I'm I'm done like I'm not eating fast food or whatever so since that time 2006 2007 I haven't had any fast food in 2004 no soda and then after that I was kind of like I'm not overly i mean i think i'm healthier like i think in probably in our age group i'm probably a You're little really bit really healthy i think I'm, I'm a little bit more healthy right than maybe but like i just i like the same thing i like grilled chicken and brown rice right i like sushi right so it's like everything that has like super small ingredients i think that's the thing i'm a purist right like so i drink like my whiskey neat right i like red wine i like coffee with nothing in it I'm pretty boring. Like, I guess that's kind of the thing. Like, I'm just like, I don't want a slob of like just food, like goozing out of everything. I just don't, I'm not there for it. And I think that's what why a perfect foil to being on this <laughs> Literally podcast. the opposite of our Instagram account. <laughs> the antithesis. Richard yeah. doesn't follow us. It's like, yeah, like I'm unfollowing you now. Cause that's like, no, but like, I think that's the thing. Like now that we're talking about it, it's kind of like a therapy session. I think maybe I needed this in like life. Cause like, it really, like, I think that's the thing. Like I just like simple ingredients. Like, I like four or five ingredients in my food the same way that I like my drinks. Like super, like super basic. That's why I say I like I'm like a dog, right? They just drink water and they eat their same food and like and they're happy. And I think my body for me now, it responds better to that. Cause when I eat like heavier things, I don't, it's not even that I feel heavy. I just, I feel clouded. Like literally, I just don't feel like I'm as like aware and fast and quick witted. Um, I feel like I need more things to kind of keep me energized. Um, and I think also too is because I snack so much during the day. So I only eat one meal a day, 
or whatever, right? Like, because I wake up in the morning and I have- Boring! You know, super, <laughs> but no, super boring, right? Like, but when I'm playing basketball, which you and I do like three or four times a week or whatever, like, I always feel like I have so much energy. And that was even the thing. And people were like, dude, like, you're kind of like high strung. Like, you're like super, like, you have so much energy, like running around all over. I mean, even when I'm on set, it's like 4 a.m., right? And everyone's just like- fuck out of here dude <laughs> and i'm just like yo like you guys like did you see this and like oh dude like look what i can do and it's just like i'm just it's all the time like this incessant amount of energy and i personally think yeah i'm probably like 70 percent crazy just already but then the food like and being like super clean and having like less pesticides and i cut like less chemicals i think it kind of has unfogged me a little bit more so i kind of feel like i run circles around like certain people not that i'm so smart but just the fact that like i just have more energy well, which is funny because i don't sleep yeah you you, you have a very bad. weird eccentric <laughs> yeah eccentric I'm diet sick. of a lifestyle which so before before i went vegan i selfishly like knew about nba player kyrie irving like yeah, yeah. i knew that he went vegan and he's having like one of the best nba careers of like uh, NBA seasons yeah. of of, of like his career, of, of his career yeah. for sure, yeah. but arguably like one yeah, of I the mean, best showings of like someone who was under LeBron's shadow and is now crushing it. Yeah, and he went. He credits it to. He credits a lot of it to his new vegan diet where yeah. he has crazy stamina. He also believes the earth is flat. So like I didn't. Know, I was <laughs> curious to see what parts of his shit was true and what wasn't. Yeah. Um. But I, when Richard and I play ball, or when when any of us play ball. I usually can last like one game, maybe two full court basketball, and I'm exhausted. Like every article of clothing on my body is drenched drenched in sweat. I you look like you took a bath. Yeah, I want to pass out. Everything hurts, and I think about (laughs) no, like literally, we're like eighty year old men. By day sixteen or seventeen, I was starting to last like four five six games of full court basketball and i wasn't i wasn't tired but even when you were drenched with sweat like you weren't like you were still good to go like i sweat like an animal as well but like the energy of like you feel like it's weird like it feels like you have like more like lubricant on your muscles like because my knees are always the first thing to go and i feel like I have more like lubricant around my like my tissues. my bo- yeah my tissues or whatever and the energy and kind of the bounce right and when you were sweating I think maybe the difference is too is like when you're sweating compared to like when you're vegan when you're not when you're sweating you're kind of getting all the toxins out of your body so then that kind of becomes super draining like you mm. kind of feel like you have a hangover or yeah. whatever and then when you don't have that and you're sweating you just feel like oh my body's just sweating and you what's cool what I mean? is I was always ready to play basketball yeah. So if if you don't play basketball, it doesn't matter. Like imagine the idea of like being ready to play any activity at any time. Yeah. Because before if someone calls Jeff or or, or Richard calls like you want to play ball, like, oh man, I just had a burger. Oh man, I just had Cheetos. Yeah. Oh man, I just had this. Like just one bag of Cheetos, I can't play after but like there was nothing i was eating that like within 30 minutes i wouldn't be good to just go jump on a court and yeah, play and, just and i like that that was getting addictive because now that i'm not vegan anymore i 
kind of like I've I've extrapolated some of the habits. You've regressed. Yeah, but I have regressed. <laughs> We've gone regressed. away from so everything that we're. So there was a night about. where we're playing at like 11 p.m. and I got one game in and I was I, I was, was on the floor keeling over like over because it. you can he really so over it. you he can ruin your diet that fast. Yeah, it doesn't um, take much for your body, but that's kind of the cool thing. Like you can. You can choose to do it and you can kind of instantaneously, I mean, within a week or so, see the results. Like there's kind of a detoxing period. The body's an amazing, beautiful thing. I learned that this month. No, it's phenomenal. It's it's incredible. And uh, I don't know. I I recommend trying it. Would you do it it. again? I would. Honestly, towards the end on on New Year's, this is fun. We can fast forward too. I had a, I want to tell you guys about Laurie Steakhouse, but I also want to kind of get towards the end of the, the journey. I did have to go to Laurie Steakhouse. My girlfriend does a, yeah. a family dinner every year, and they pick a spot every year, and they go out and they have a great time. So they picked Laurie Steakhouse, and they knew I was vegan. They're like, "We can change it if you want." Like we feel like what a position you're in. Yeah, it's like we, your we, girlfriend's family. We can go to some it's plantation. Their annual, <laughs> it's their annual dinner, and they're still nice enough to be like, "Yeah, for the guy on the fringe of the family, let's make sure to pick a restaurant that meets him." He's. It's like. Your girlfriend's sister's married, so you're literally like the only outsider at that table, and they're just like, "Well, we're nice, yeah." We can, yeah, how do you feel about in order you know, to make him feel part of the or, family? Yeah, we I can, guess it, it is our one meal a year that we <laughs> that we all that we actually can get together. Yeah, that we all but, get together you know, because you're vegan for your fucking ex- blog experiment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I don't even want a say here right <laughs> even if i gave a shit who cares? right I, yeah just let me suck up yeah dinner. yeah i should have to eat the cloth for me i was like yo this is content i'm gonna go to Larry's steakhouse one of the most lauded place to get prime rib I mean, it's steakhouse it's it's uh, everyone knows Larry's. like whether you're yeah. in california or not like it's where you go and i was like i've never been to Larry's. like i'm going let's yeah. go so we go Whoo! Immediate hearkening back to uh, first of all, Larry's is beautiful. It's a great place. Dark, Lari's? dark, dark woods, right? Yeah. Like steakhouse style, Ste- like super intimate, low, low light, intimate, yeah. like candles on the table, but not overly expensive. Yeah, not overly expensive, uh, but but you could tell there's a rich history. There. Oh, for for sure. And and but it's cool because uh, you go, you sit down, and they pull. We sat in a booth, right? There's about like five or six of us. They pull the they pull the table out. Everyone sits in the booth, and they roll the table back in. Oh, that's super nice. Um, the prime rib comes on this steel, like twenty thousand dollar cart. Yeah, that comes out. Like, it's a regal experience. Yeah, they flip the thing over, and it's I'm just like steaming. I'm like I'm just happy to be there. I'm like yeah. this is cool. Just I'm gonna to look around. It. Uh, it's Christmas time, so you know the deck, the decor is up. They have carolers that come to each table. Oh, that's cool. And so there's a scene. They imagine got audition me, for that role. Imagine me sitting fucking down, and I'm at the edge of the table, closer to the waiter, and they're getting our order. And the lady, sweet lady, is taking our order. She goes around the bend, and I. There's a running joke when we go out to eat with Jasmine's family that it's always my birthday. So like what we're celebrating is like, it's his birthday. So like I get the cake or whatever. And so like, oh, it's his birthday, but he's also vegan and he picked to come to Lowry Steakhouse. <laughs> right, right. The <laughs> irony is great. And so this this brings it back to the point where like most people don't know what a vegan diet is. Like, so I saw I'm vegan. Like, is there anything on the menu I can have? And she was like, oh, our vegetarian option's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cheese ravioli and, and a beautiful uh, yeah. butter sauce. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Because I can't eat that. And that was the only vegetarian thing on the menu. Well, because they think that vegan is just short for vegetarian. Right. And I'm not 
saying that those people are stupid. It's actually no, like a no. it's like a real thing. Like they really think like oh vegetarian is like vegetarian is too long to say so people just say vegan and it's just much more trendy and faster to say that's really because i mean i remember i was a waiter or whatever like six seven years ago shout out to the olive garden thanks for (laughs) ruining the best years of my life you worked the olive garden with bobby yeah soup salad and breadsticks don't forget the breadsticks Mm. which are also not vegan yeah i know um but but even when i was a waiter and people would come in like you know two of them Back then, you know, that they said they were vegan. I would always say, Well, we have the soup, salad, and breadsticks as a thing. And they're like, That's not, that's not what that means. It's not vegan. (laughs) And I was like, How is that not vegan? It's like, Well, the broth is chicken broth. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're like, I'm like, There's, because in our mind, there's like, there's no meat in it, right? There's no, and that's what we, people that are not kind of educated on what it is, it's like they think, Well, if there's no meat, then it has to be. Vegan, so that's probably what she was thinking about as well. And there was no sour well. bone in my body as she was telling me no, that of course nothing. Not. I'm at as, Lowry's Steakhouse. As you're realizing there's literally nothing for you to eat. Because I'm assuming all their vegetables are doused in butter or fat or lard. Yeah, right? I mean, for that, sure. There's a reason it's, why those Brussels sprouts taste good because of the God, lard on. So there's a reason amazing. why that asparagus tastes good because it's I garlic butter. Facts. And so I would – I mean, I'm sure – I mean, were they able to do something just like were they just steam, ve- so steam vegetables? I had the bread, okay. I had bread, uh, and olive oil vinegar, oil. which I, I love. It's I amazing. Love, I love but that. Not for a meal, and it's it's filling. So I'm like sitting there yeah, filling up, and I'm drinking. Obviously, I'm boozing. Uh, they, but what they did have was they brought out. A sp- they're like, I can get you a plate of steamed vegetables. Like, so we're not gonna butter them right, for you. Right, this is for the dog pu- under the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I swear to God, she brought out a fucking tray of steamed asparagus. Jesus. And steamed long broccoli. I'm sure your urine smelled really good <laughs> like the next day. So I had that. I couldn't have the salad. They have. They're known for this spinning salad that they do. Yeah, where they, they put s- it in a cream sauce with the egg. Yep, and they and it's, whip it's it around. Like littered with egg. It's uh, so good. It looked so good. It I couldn't have good. it. So, yeah, but Laurie's was an experience. So I sat there and, but as I saw the cuts of meat landing on everyone's plate, I was like, you know what? I really want one bite. But that's all I want. Like, when I'm off this, I want to go back to Laurie's and have one bite. And I want to have this amazing prime rib that they take really good care of. And yeah, they, and they age be- it. They it has it beautifully. Yeah. I want to go back, but I don't need the fucking portion. Well, they have it's like the size of your computer. Plate. It's the size yeah. of your computer, the size of the meat slabs that yeah. they get, and it's unbearable. That's but that's again why I don't like eating meat that much, just in general. Like I think I'm more of an pescatarian, right? I eat a retarded amount of fish all the time. I just had fish last night, right? Like it's just it's so I, the meat is there's so much meat. Like I don't want, I wouldn't want that much fish, but they don't pour, like meat, it's like this thing here in America where it's just like, it has to just be a lot of it. And I'm like, why can't it just be like a sample size, like a fist size portion of it? And that was my takeaway for the month of like, I know I'm going back to meat because there is no substitute for an amazingly treated steak. No, right? there, not, there is there's no not, substitute not, for it. Not, so, not. but all I know now is I, I know the size. Yeah. I know the size. When I go to Morton's, you know, I don't need to get the thirty ounce. You're okay with getting the nine ounce? Yeah, filet. let's get the yeah. taste. I want to try some of the sides. I love the mac yeah. and cheese. But like, 
we have such bad habits. I yeah. hate to be preaching, but like we do. I do. Like I eat everything on the plate because of maybe growing up. You don't know where your next meal is coming from. You're going to eat everything well, on the brother, plate. Well, my brother, we went to the Red Roof Inn. Off the <laughs> yeah. Have you guys been there? Have you been there before? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they, it's like We used to go there all the time. It was like, oh, you get to throw your peanuts on the ground. So my brother wanted to go there a couple weeks ago for his birthday. So we go there and he got a 32-ounce porterhouse say you know and so it's like we have the salad and the bread and then they just drop i mean they pretty much because the waiter can hardly carry it with <laughs> with it with everything whatever and it just drops there and it's everyone it's so funny how like big and it's like i say like meat eaters like i don't eat meat but like how there's like oh i could never eat this and then you get engaged in the conversation <laughs> with the person next to you and then you like turn around and they're like lean back in their chair and there's no, like it's gone but then he didn't eat for like three days after that. He was like, just the thought of food in general, because he overconsumed so much. He was like, I don't, I'm just not hungry, just period. And I was like, that's the whole portion. He's like, so next time when I go back, I just want to get like the nine ounce filet. Because by the time you're done eating the like appetizers, you don't want anything. You just want to try it, the flavor, you know? Yeah. And that's that's a takeaway. Like now, I appreciate steak more because yeah. I couldn't have it. Right. And I appreciated wanting to go after the flavor of steak. I right. wanted to taste steak. Yeah, because that you can't. That I don't give a shit what anyone says. It tastes amazing. The steaks, brilliant. and like, and I felt like I built a habit. Thirty day, like my thirty one days, like I built a habit. Yeah. On my thirty first day, New Year's Eve party, everyone was like, "What's your next? What's like the first meal you're gonna eat, man? Are you excited? We're gonna postmate anything to this house that we're at." I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I brought Del Taco to this party, and like, I got my, I know my order now. Like, yeah. Fries and beans and and uh, and salsa and guac, and I'm good. Like, I, yeah, I don't, you're satisfied. I, I, I don't. I didn't want to feel. Food hungover the next day. And then you went ape. Yeah. Then you went 12, ape shit. 12.30, I had a, I grabbed one steak, whipped my fucking bare hands. It was cold. It was sitting out from you, earlier. I don't, I, even know, I don't even know who you were for like the last two days. Yo, I ate that. that. The next morning, I went and got a machaca breakfast burrito. No, this is and ridiculous. And sushi. And I sat in bed moaning all and day. And then we went to like, pho. And then we went to pho at night. Like, I felt <laughs> like ass. Like, I just unwinded 31 days of amazingness <laughs> for like... Things that like I wanted but I didn't, and like thing I could have had half a machaca burrito. Right. I could have had just the sushi roll I got, and not overate and got four more. So what rolls. you're saying is for the people that are gonna do something like this, they they should do an inordinate amount of cocaine before, then <laughs> don't do any cocaine for 31 days, and then when you're done doing it, you immediately go back <laughs> to realize that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what you learned in 31 days of being vegan is that you actually are indeed an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a good button yeah, like on that. this whole conversation. Jeff, did we answer any of the questions that we – that I, I know you had some other questions, but I, f I mean now – I just feel like not only what – like not what's next for veganism. I feel like what's next – for not just you, but someone in the office to go through as a thought experiment, or not a thought experiment, but a real life experiment, right? Because there's so many different categories within food, whether you're gluten-free, or you're GMOs, or you're sustainable, or whatever you wanna do, I think there's actually taking those different filters, right? And applying that to someone's life for 30 days is just super interesting. It's yeah. super These interesting. These diet filters that are helping us create this content <clears throat> of, cause so I feel, and again, I haven't gone 
say keto for a month or uh paleo for a month so i don't want to discredit those earlier by saying like there's not going to be as much nuance because but i do feel like being vegan was more than a diet again i didn't do it it's a lifestyle it is a lifestyle like you become aware of your food which i'm sure you will when you go paleo paleo, you you can still eat meat and stuff like that it's like right but you're still aware right you You're, you're talking about you're not i'm talking about uh you're aware when you when you take something out of your diet, you're always aware. For sure, yeah. But like that's what I'm saying. Like vegan is a lifestyle because you think of it, you're doing it because like it also helps the ozone and helps like yeah. production of animals. And yeah. You're saving the animal. But like keto, you're doing it for, for like specifically your body for your like, own. Yeah, yeah own, but it's know? also a lifestyle too because the people that I knew do or still know doing keto, right? When I'm talking about bacon dipped in cream cheese breakfast because they're not worried about fat content but also buying cpg keto based foods like the real good pizza yeah. that are like four gram carb or whatever like a lot of times they're either doing it not just for weight loss but for they think there's athletic performance things sure. or they think it's strength building which is a com- like that's their lifestyle too yeah and so not to say that the other i actually think any lens for 30 days you'd notice not just a change to your diet but a change to your lifestyle mm. and that's why i'm so interested about i think raw vegan might be the <laughs> hardest thing to do <laughs> that's, explain I feel to like, people what raw like, vegan is because it's fucking insane i feel like that's if you were talking about challenge i feel like raw vegan it's everything that's not cooked Woo. nothing can be cooked everything's raw so it's just it it's not cooked and that might be the most difficult i i don't know if they're what is the place 32 and below or it's like some it's like a degrees because there's a certain degree that you can't cook uh, a vegetable yeah up to beyond and it it keeps it raw vegan and i think that's i think that would be the most difficult thing that i can't even i couldn't hardly even get through a meal yeah so i that's what i would suggest for uh somebody to do at the office would be raw vegan Raw vegan is hard. Yeah, and the harder it is, the more interesting. I feel like the the more interesting the content is. Yeah, and if you guys really want to test your veganism, you should come out to uh, the Food Beast Food Festival, (laughs) nudes, 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 on Saturday, January twenty seventh, to get my plug in because there will be no vegan options there. But you can test yourself out and come meet Eli, myself, and the Food Beast gang. So yeah, Pornhub wasn't actually the sponsor for this. It was actually nudes, nudes, nudes. Uh, which is my personal favorite festival that we throw every year because uh, we have like a, a ton of amazing vendors and they all just try to wild out and try to outdo each other, give you amazing like Asian inspired food, uh, noodles and, and the whole night. And there's gaming like there's going to be the one of the biggest Super Smash Brothers tournaments uh, in Southern California. Nudesfest.com. Check it out. Get your tickets. Uh, before we wrap, Denim, what's going on, man? What you doing in your life? Um unemployed (laughs) (laughs) a life of an actor yeah um no um yellowstone it's gonna come out june 20th um tell me about it what is it uh it's a cowboy-esque show (laughs) um no it's a it's it's pretty much about this family and the inner workings of this family that own this ranch that's kevin costner starring in along with luke grimes um, Wes Bentley, Cole Hauser, 
um, Kelly Riley. Um, and they just have this family and essentially it's a whole bunch of big corporations and um, Gil Birmingham who's like another um, actor that's in it starring in it um, and his tribe and tribes are trying to like kind of take back this ranch in Montana that they've apparently stole like millions of acres and so it's like pretty much about that um so that is coming out june 20th it's super it's gonna be super cool governments are involved big banks mega corporations and it's just pretty much all attacking this family and so it's kind of like this hunkering down effect of like the dutton family against everyone which is kind of cool this um, sounds badass it actually is like super cool I mean, we have you know we're horseback riding we have bears um wolves um it's a really it's a really cool it's a really cool thing so that'll come out june 20th on the paramount network and then the film formerly spike right yeah, formerly, formerly, spike. Formerly, formerly spike they're super happy about that too by the way spike is so excited that paramount has put them out of business to to be on that's a joke right <clears throat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know bro we're not in hollywood i don't fucking yeah um but yeah so paramount's on so that's the paramount network and then uh my other film chickasaw rancher oh it's i think it's going to come out in the summertime as well, um, where I also play cowboy, but it's period. Um, so eighteen. Are you getting typecast into like a black cowboy because you can ride horses? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, yes. But I hope so. I'm so, I'm so yeah, I'm so gassed if that is the case. Um, but it does. I mean, it's very rare that you know you do get um, a black cowboy esque type person. I mean, the thing is, is that an act. You usually get one or the other. You get an actor. Um, that wants to sit on the horse or an actor that actually can ride a horse. Um, and for me, that's, you know, that's what I do and also shoot guns, you know, and is not scared of them. Um, so I hope I'm getting typecast for that because then I can always work. Um, but yeah, so we'll go back in April and um, go back to Yellowstone in April. And uh, yeah, so I have some time off now, <laughs> which is great because I can coach. I coach boys basketball. Um, so it kind of keeps me like super humble and excited. Um, to kind of get back to the kids. That's what's up. If you guys like Denim on, on his podcast, then uh, tweet at us. Let us know you want Denim on again. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to be fun, here. Sorry man. I don't like food as much. That, the perspective that- <laughs> is actually really awesome, to be, to be honest, because we've just honestly never had – We've Somebody never had that, that hated perspective. food as much as me. <laughs> Come on now. I'm like dog. the dark side of food. See, that's fun. it's a good foil. No, it's great. I repeat it. It's a good foil. No, but thanks for having me. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for being, for being here. here. Guys, thank you again for listening. <clears throat> um, wherever you're listening to this to, if you guys could like leave a review, comment, good or bad. We just love to hear that shit on uh you listen to this on the iTunes, the podcast store. Um I'm on Android now, so I have to like find other uh podcasts. I think that? we can get it on Spotify, maybe. Uh, I think we're gonna put this on YouTube. Stitcher is the main one. Stitcher, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go on Stitcher. Stitcher SoundCloud. Um Yeah, but we really love, you know. It was cool because normally we put out we put out so much video content across all our channels and we immediately get to see the feedback. Like you immediately get to see views. You right. immediately get to see these comments stroll in. And you know, job well done. Cool, million views, right? But on the podcast, it's a little less like that where you put it out and you hope people listen and tune in. Do, and, tune in. <clears throat> and it wasn't until we took the couple weeks off during break that we had people ask like yo what's good you guys good and and that was cool like yeah it shows that there's people that are enamoring we're, it, we're really appreciative yeah, of that every was, single person that has left us a comment or tweets at us or shoots us an email we also side note we should create a catch-up email for topics should, and conversations yeah yeah we should make a catch-up email 
Um, so and and we'll do so some. By the time this goes live, there'll be a ketchup email, email ketchup at foodbeast.com yeah. If you I guess you want to see conversations, I'm gonna topics, go ahead and feedback. buy that on GoDaddy. <laughs> 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 Shit, we gotta do this real fast. So that it might not be that. <laughs> um, yeah, but so long story short, thank you guys for listening and. Um, until uh we're gonna do this every couple weeks now every two weeks you can expect a new one until we have so much to say that we have to do it every week so thank you guys again for listening and that's it yo adios bye